0: الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله الحمد لله الذي ارسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا الى الله باذنه سراجا منيرا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وسفي الله من خلقه وحبيبه Imam al-Anbiya wa Sayyid al-Mursaleen Allahumma salli wa sallim wa baraka ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ashabihi wa sallim tasliman kathira Amma ba'd Faya Ibad Allah, ittaq Allah haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum i began by praising Allah who sent Sayyidina Muhammad ﷺ as our guide? I bear witness that there is one God alone, and I bear witness that Sayyidina Muhammad ﷺ was the final messenger sent by God to guide humanity. I advise myself first and you to be conscious of God, to have taqwa, to be mindful of Allah, and to not die except as Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh, you who believe, keep your duty to God and be conscious of Him and always speak the truth. He will direct you to do good righteous deeds and will forgive you your sins. And whosoever obeys God and His Messenger has indeed achieved great success. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among them. Last week I spoke about the importance of having our tongues constantly making dhikr. And I used the specific example of saying, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, La ilaha illallah, Wallahu akbar. And there are other adhkar, other dhikr that one can make. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. It may be somewhat simple for some people to constantly move their tongue in dhikr. It's an action that no one really can tell that you're doing, particularly in an age of COVID when we're all behind masks. If we're making dhikr to ourselves, no one else can see it. But today I want to speak about something that is incredibly important and it's something that is visible to people. So it takes a little bit more bravery and it perhaps takes a little bit more scheduling to do and it is the importance of the prayers. It was narrated by Ali ibn Abu Talib. He said that the last words that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said as he was sent to guide us were, As salah, as salah, fi ma malakat aymanukum. Prayer, prayer. The Prophet repeated, Prayer, prayer. And be conscious of God in what you have authority over. We have the most authority over ourselves. And salah, prayer, is one of the most important acts of worship in Islam. It is the pillar that comes directly after the most important dhikr that we can say, which is when we say it with our tongue in agreement with our hearts, ashhadu ilaha illallah or ashhadu anna rasulullah. Immediately after that shahada of witnessing that there is one god and that Muhammad sallallahu was the messenger of God, the next thing that we must do is the prayer. And it is a compulsory action. It is an obligatory action in the life of any Muslim. Just as we fast one month a year, and we give zakah at least once a year, and we try to do hajj once in our lifetime, the prayer is something that we must do constantly, five times a day, regardless of our circumstance. The Prophet Wasallam said, بين رجل و بين The Prophet said that what stands between a man and shirk, associating partners with Allah, or kufr, straight out disbelief, is the leaving of salah. Because salah is the thing that connects us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we lose that connection, it is very easy to start misunderstanding God. And then once we begin misunderstanding God, because we've lost that connection to God, May Allah protect us. The next step might be associating things with God or straight-out disbelief. May Allah protect us. The Prophet Muhammad said that the thing that stands between a person and shirk and kufr is their leaving of the salah. So we need to make sure that we've got that in place. Alhamdulillah. Uh, We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the prayers a source of happiness and a safety for people who are distressed. The Prophet himself وسلم, said that he took most the most comfort when he was in the prayer. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And he would actually tell Sayyidina Bilal عنه, to give him comfort by calling for the prayer. It is the only obligation that is never exempted. any Muslim one must always be in a state of prayer five times a day whether they're traveling or whether they're at home whether they're sick or whether they're in health whether they're in poverty or whether they're in riches it is an obligation that stands for every sane adult Muslim who is responsible they must be responsible for performing their prayers but today I don't want to talk about the five compulsory prayers. Alhamdulillah, I would like to think that most Muslims are good at keeping those intact. Today, I want to speak about something that is optional, the Nawafil. These are the prayers which are performed either before or after the compulsory prayers, the faraid, or they have independent timings for themselves. These are known as the sunnan of the Prophet Unfortunately, Many of us aren't as good at keeping up with our nawafen as we might be with our normal prayers, our five daily prayers. And we know that they're very important because they complement the compulsory prayers and they serve as a further protection for us. Just as when it's cold, we don't just go out in one layer of clothing, we layer up to protect ourselves from what's out there. The nawafel are like that in some sense, that they protect us and they keep us safe from what could potentially harm us, and it serves as a protection for those compulsory prayers as well. I have um, a forest that I walk in fairly often, and before I go out, I put on a rougher jacket to protect my nicer clothes that are underneath, just in case I hit a branch or something you know tears up my clothing if i If I scratch out that outer jacket, the rougher jacket, I'm not as concerned that I've, con- that I've ruined my more valuable clothes that I have underneath. And so similarly, the nawafil protect those clothes that we wear underneath, which are our compulsory prayers, the fara'id that we do constantly, inshallah. Doing extra prayers allows us to make more sajda to put our head on the floor more in worship of God. And the Prophet Muhammad told us, sujud, فَإِنَّكَ لَن تَسْجُدَ لِلَّهِ سَجْدَةً إِلَّا رَفَعَكَ اللَّهُ بِهَا Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, Do lots of sujood for the sake of God. Because for every sajda you make, you will be raised a degree. And every sajda you make will remove a sin for you. So these extra prayers are incredibly important for us on the path of gaining the love and the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. It's related in the Hadith Qudsi that I've often mentioned in previous khutbas that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, "My servants keep coming closer to me by performing the Nawafil until I love them. And when I love them, I am the hearing with which they hear, the sight with which they see, the hand with which they strike, and the leg with which they walk." If they were to ask of me something, I would give it. If they were to seek my protection from something, I would protect them. This is the effect of the Nawaf. They are incredibly, incredibly powerful, not only for protecting our fara'id, like that outer clothing that I mentioned earlier, but also for protecting us and gaining the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No salah that we perform is free from distraction no salah that we perform and may allah forgive us is free from mistakes we can always do better and because we live in that sort of a situation where we are never perfect the reward from doing the nawafil is taken to complete and correct the errors that we make in our compulsory prayers in the faraid the prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam told us the first thing that will be called into our accounts is our prayers. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta-A'la will say to the angels on the day of judgment, even though he knows better, he will say, "Look into the prayers of my servant and see what he or she has offered and whether it was perfectly or imperfectly done. If it is perfect, it will be recorded as a perfect prayer. And if it was imperfect, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta-A'la will say, even though he already knows the answer. See if there are some optional prayers, some extra prayers offered by my servant. And if there are optional prayers to their credit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, give them the reward of the obligatory prayer because of the optional prayer that they performed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who have perfect prayers. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who pray extra so that when we are imperfect, our imperfections can fill up our other imperfections and make us whole again and there are so many extra prayers that we can offer we can pray in the middle of the night or we can pray in the middle of the day as was narrated 10 raka of nawafil from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam ibn umar said i remember the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would pray two raka'ah before hur and two after it two raka'ah after maghrib in his house and two raka'ah after isha in his house and two raka'ah before fajr. We have other narrations from Um Habiba, for example, who said that the Prophet ﷺ used to pray 12 raka'ah. And the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever prays 12 raka'ah in the day and the night, a house will be built for them in paradise. Four raka'ah before dhuhr, two raka'ah after it, two raka'ah after maghrib, two raka'ah after isha, and two raka'ah before fajr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who are constantly in prayer in our fara'id and never miss them, and then build around them these beautiful acts of worship that are extra. The timings can be around those fara'id, but there are also opportunities to pray outside of that. As I mentioned earlier, we can pray at night. We can pray witr. We can pray tahajjud. We can pray during the day. We can pray... Before uh, Dhuhr, Salatul Dhuha, which is before noon, after Shuruq. MashaAllah, this religion, this path is so easy that we have been given option upon option. So many different options that we can choose to do. If it's difficult for us to pray during the day, we can pray in the evening the extra. If we find that it's too difficult at night, we can do a little bit extra during the day. Say Aisha radiallahu anha said, that the Prophet said that the two rak'ah before Fajr are better than this world and everything in it. In another hadith, the Prophet mentioned the importance of these two rak'ah just before Fajr. He said, do not miss out on the two rak'ah before Fajr, even if you are being driven away by horses of your enemy. The Prophet would pray those two rak'ah before Fajr in the quiet of the night. Whether he was traveling or whether he was at home. Whether there was a war going on or whether it was a time of peace. The Prophet ﷺ never missed those two. And we should try not to as well. They're not fard, but they're so beautiful and so powerful and so rewarded that to miss them is to miss something that is a wonderful opportunity for us to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said that the two Rakah before fajr are better than this world and everything in it. Which means that those two rakah that are extra are better than everything that you own. Everything in the world. They're better than your family. Better than any concerns you might have. To get up and to pray those two rakah, which are extra, are that incredibly valuable. It speaks to how incredible the obligatory prayers must be that we're doing constantly, five times a day, we're praying, and perhaps we just don't realize or don't think about how beautiful, how rewarding, how fulfilling what we are doing is. Another superogatory or extra or nawafil prayer that we should be doing is witr, which is one or three or five or seven, an odd number of rakah, sometime between isha and fajr. And the Prophet ﷺ said, according to Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, who's buried just outside of Istanbul, he said ﷺ, witr is a duty. So it's something that we should definitely try to do. And then Salatul Duha, which the Prophet ﷺ said, when you get up in the morning, charity is due from every one of your joints. There is a charity in every subhanAllah there is a charity in every allahu akbar there is a charity in every alhamdulillah there is a charity in every la ilaha illallah and i think i may have spoken about this last week the prophet sallallahu wasallam went on he said there is a charity in enjoining good there is a charity in forbidding evil and then he said sallallahu wasallam that praying two rak'ah of duha is equal to all of this in reward salatul duha It can be prayed about 15 to 25 minutes after shuruq, when the sun rises, up until around 10 minutes before the time of Dhuhr. And so it's an opportunity that we have every day to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with incredible rewards. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of prayer, people who keep our fara'id, our obligations, and people who do our nawafil extra, beyond the minimum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward us for every intention of good that we have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us fulfill our intentions of good and make it easier for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people. Who say, "Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadan May Allah subhanahu wa taala make us people who establish our prayers. May Allah subhanahu wa taala make us people who fast the month of Ramadan as it should be fasted. May Allah subhanahu wa taala make us people who give in charity as we should give, and may Allah subhanahu wa taala make us people who are able to go once in our lifetime and make tawaf around the Kaaba and fulfill our rites of Hajj. Amin. 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 From the Islamic Society of Niagara Peninsula, I am Murtaza Najmuddin, Jumma Mubarak.